If you want behind-the-scenes access, ad-free episodes, extended interviews, how-tos, and a ton of other surprises, support Clit Talk by joining our Clit Talk Confidential Members Only, a private safe space for our clitorati. Go right now to patreon.com backslash Clit Talk Confidential. And for $11.11, you can get all this and so much more. Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today, yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk, talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow, bring your pussies to the show. This episode is brought to you by Let's Get Checked and For Your Wellness. Good day, Clitorati. Some questions for you. Are you a people pleaser? Finding yourself performing in bed? Do you struggle with fulfilling your desires? Well, communicating your emotions in a vulnerable way that gets you what you want is almost an art form. We have an incredible sexpert here today to share her journey on overcoming the struggle to create deep connections with her partners and how she taught herself to heal her distrust of men. I'm very excited to introduce sex and intimacy coach, Amy Batuski. Yay! Mm, <laughs> Amy, Amy is like, what if we could not stop chit-chatting before the episode. I'm like, oh, we have so to do true. an episode with you. <laughs> You're a good 15 talker. minutes into this already. We're all such talkers. Yeah. I'm such a talker. You're and a great I have, talker. I have to say, thank you so much. And I have to You're say, right. I feel very abundant being interviewed by a team. Like this feels very <laughs> abundant already. I'm like, wow, there's so many of us. This is a party. It's like a, it's oh like a gangbang interview. It totally is. <laughs> it's it's totally a very is. much consented, super turned on gangbang interview. And I'm into it. <laughs> Depending on your erotic blueprint, you might prefer the word orgy. You might prefer gangbang. We could go into that, but whatever. I prefer prefer gangbang. What do you think I am? Kinky for sure. (laughs) 50. I should, I'm 50% kinky. Wow. Yeah. That's really kinky. Well bragged. I love this hashtag (laughs) well bragged. Yes. Oh, we brag so much in my community. If you guys don't, if you ladies don't brag after this episode, I hope you do. We can talk about it. I love bragging. I brag about my friends to my other friends. I'm like, no, listen, let me tell you how amazing she is. Right. (laughs) And, and why do we brag about so many other people, but we don't brag about ourselves so freely, Mm -hmm. right? We go into like shame and, oh, it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Anyway, this is like, Maybe well into the episode, but no. I mean, this is this is important <laughs> stuff. It's so no, this is important stuff. We actually we do as a part of our culture and our company. One of the structures that we do there's um, an exercise that Mama Gina, author of Pussy Reclamation, recommends called the Holy Trinity, which Hell is yeah. a brag, a gratitude, and a desire. And when we first started doing the exercise, I was so fucking uncomfortable bragging. It's definitely something to practice and it's something I, I'm not surprised that you were upset with it. I was not surprised you cried because it's so uncomfortable. It's, we're so not conditioned to think that it's okay. You know, it's really uncomfortable. Like, don't be self-centered. Don't be, you know, don't be t- too focused on yourself and don't yeah. be, look selfish. Don't look whatever. So yep. I get it. Be, a, be the perfect housewife and the boss bitch, which kind of brings right. me to our first conversation that I want to have with you. Part of what you really coach people on is the balance between the masculine and the feminine energies. Yeah. Um, 
And I can, I can say from my personal, it's, that's a constant struggle for me. You know, I was told, you know, I'm too masculine or I'm, you know, too emotional. And I can, I think I can speak for our listeners too, because the, the messages that we get from our listeners, these are very ambitious people who are looking to create fulfilling sex, like a fulfilling sex lifestyle. Um, so a balance of energies from the bedroom to the boardroom, right? Which we all, the, even the metaphorical boardroom. Can you talk a little bit about how you were personally able to find balance between these two really like polar opposite energies? Yeah. Well, the first thing I'll say is that I had to go to both extremes. Like I had to go from both, from one side of the pendulum mm. to the other. So I started off more in my masculine energy. Uh, not my entire life. I think when we're kids, we're pretty balanced. We're flowing between all the energies, right? We're in our play. And, but, you know, in my more, you know, my older years, in my adult years, I was way more in the masculine energy and I was really goal focused, achievement focused, and trying to get somewhere and efforting and, um, very linear. Like things were more linear to me. And, that energy didn't feel so good for my body. I wasn't very connected to my body at all, but I was really successful. So I had, you know, I had a great career. It was in a career in a, in a field that I loved. And then I lived in New York city. I was 21, just out of college. Like it was great being trained and having tools in the masculine energy as I would call it. And as I would look at it now, I didn't know that that's what I was doing or feeling or being, right? right? I, I didn't have any languaging, but everything was focused on like where I could get to, what I was creating, what I was fulfilling, what I was achieving, how I was going to get there, what structure I was going to use to get there and you know what it was going to look like. What was the map? And so there wasn't so much space for flow. There wasn't so much space for intuition. There wasn't so much space for discovery as I go. And I wasn't really trusting my body. I wasn't very connected. So then I dove into the path of the feminine, as I would call it. And I started taking courses and programs all focused on sensuality, sexuality, desire, and orgasm. And I went pretty much to the complete other side of the pendulum. (laughs) And everything was about how my body felt, what felt good for me. I started doing different sexuality, sensuality practices, started S-Factor, which is a feminine movement practice, started orgasmic meditation, all these things that had me connect my body and my body started to lead my life, which is also amazing. And it can have you not get a lot done sometimes if you are too <laughs> <the> feminine energy. <laughs> and so I just like a feminine flower child. <laughs> really. And actually, when I started this work, I, I judged a lot of the women because they were, in my opinion, too feminine. Actually, not just the women, mm. some of the women and the men, right? And people in between who are gender nonconforming. It was like people who were too feminine in my view, as in too connected to their body and, their, and what feels good for them. Mm-hmm. I judged. I'm like, mm. how are you going to get anything done? How are you going to achieve anything? How are you going to be successful with that? And I was really judgmental because I was not connected to my own feminine. I wasn't connected to my own body and what I needed, my own intuition. So it, I had to go all the way to the other extreme and then find my middle, which is now I am productive. I do like structures. I do like lists. I do like creating and fulfilling. And everything is guided by my pussy. 
everything is guided mm. by my body and my my you know pussy energy at my my intuitive energy. I so oh my gosh, when you said that you judged people for being too feminine. So I'm a business owner, I'm a digital marketer. I'm constantly in my masculine. I literally have to have like calendar notifications for like drinking water and masturbation and to mm-hmm. to remove myself from that very potent masculine energy. And I find myself getting so triggered still to this day. So I'm like speaking on a, something fresh for me, getting mm-hmm. so triggered by like what I would call we're in LA here, like the like hippy dippy yeah. and the like, just like I, I get almost nauseated. Like I'm just like, you're beyond too much <laughs> and yeah. super judgmental about like, the way they're going about being. And like, it could very well be like a sort of actually a hint of jealousy for having Mm -hmm. them having more space or Mm. whatever I'm perceiving as like, like women that, and I'm just for anybody out there who is this, this is not you. This is my fucking problem. You're amazing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I find myself getting very triggered by women who um, don't, are able to stay at home with the kids and have a husband who takes care of them and not have to work and this and that. And I actually found myself getting very triggered by my sister-in-laws. If you guys are listening, again, I love you. This is not you. This is me. I hope you're not listening to this though. That it's like when I get their messages of them being, you know, working on house projects or painting a new piece of furniture they found and just staying at home, taking care of the kids. Like I find myself getting really triggered. Like what the fuck is that? Yeah, like, I'm mad so at you that. for just being a woman. You're just being mm. feminine and fuck you. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Jesus. I wish I, I, I relate a hundred percent to that experience. Well, I think it's really, I think it's really powerful that both of you are actually being honest about this because I'm sure there's someone listening to this right now that has felt the same way and they're like, Oh my God, I'm a fucked up feminist. What's wrong with me? <laughs> reverse right. feminist. You know, like reverse <laughs> feminist shame, shaming themselves. Right. And right. it's okay. Here's the good and the bad news. Like we're human. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if you're honestly trying to do better and you're noticing these thoughts, right? That's, I think, is a really powerful first step. And I'm sure that that's like, like in order to find that balance of masculine and feminine, like one of the most powerful things I think you do is just notice those thoughts and be like, oh, huh, that's interesting. Why am I being such a bitch right now? You know? Well, and, and this is, this ties into, oh my gosh, so many things that I would love to say about this because one thing that we talked about a little bit in the pre show is just that, um, in my community, Desire on Fire, um, my business partner and I emphasize over and over again the importance of, and this is through all my coaching, the attitude of approval, an attitude of approval. So not only having an attitude of approval for everybody around you, approving of where they're at, how they're being, what's going on for them, but approving of ourselves, right? No matter how masculine we are, how feminine we are, where we're jealous, where we're stuck, where we're triggered. First, it's just being able to prove of, okay, I'm triggered. Okay, let's not make that wrong, right? Then you can actually explore from that place. But if you're making the trigger wrong, then how can you even explore it? How can you even dig into it, right? right. And and one of the things that that I teach about is I I break it down into a few different ways to look at when you're triggered like that. That the the example that Sugar brought up about her sister in laws, which was so perfect. And thank you for your vulnerability there. Um, it's yeah. so my gosh, it's just such a common occurrence for women, right? And that is, I ask them to look at, okay, in this experience, 
where do you think that you can't have what they have? Mm. Or where are you suppressing that you already are that thing? But we can start with just those two, right? So where do you think you can't have what they have, right? Oh, I can't be an at-home mom. I can't be taken Mm -hmm. care of. I'm not worthy of somebody paying my bills. I'm not, right? So what's under there? And then where are you suppressing some part of you that's there, or you're like, I don't even want to be a mom, right? I don't mm-hmm. even want to be a mom. Like it's denial of that part of you. And it's kind of two sides of the same coin. But this is, I, say, I see this with women all the time around like judging sluttiness, right. right? This was me. Oh my God. Talk about judging the feminine or judging sluttiness. I'd be like, oh my gosh, like why is she wearing that? Or, oh, she's, why is she sleeping with all these men? Like clearly she has some unresolved trauma. <laughs> like it was always judgment. Right. Instead of like, whoa, I don't think that I can be sexually free like that. I don't think Mm. I can have sex with whomever I want and be empowered about it. Right. And so it's always something deeper, like some part of ourselves that we're suppressing or think that we can't have. Right. Mm. That, that, that if you look at it from that perspective, it's like there's the personal responsibility and the trigger. So I actually flipped off Katie and Lindsay (laughs) when you were talking. This is sugar. Well, you said something, you're like, you may, if this is you, have the feeling of resignation where you're like, well, I don't even want to have kids. And that's the moment when I flip both them off because they both ah. looked at me. I saw you both look at me because yeah, there's like an absolute resignation to, well, I'll just be the orgy queen for life. Mm. And everyone can Which just- there's nothing wrong with either. Absolutely not. But... I think this is another thing where we don't allow ourselves to to like flow between all the archetypes of womanhood. You know, it's like maybe you want to be orgy queen for the next six days. And then after that, you want to be like full on housewife. Like mm. that would be amazing if you want to be Ooh. that. Right? And it's like approval. It's mm. approval for all of it. It reminds me of my of, and Mama Gina in mastery. She's like, She's like, I approve of you if you use toys, if you want climax, if you don't Mm -hmm. want climax, if you want penetration, if you want clitoral orgasm, like however you want the pleasure is great. However you want your life, whatever role you want to play is beautiful. And we got to approve all of that. Well, we're all doing your pleasure challenge this week that we're doing this recording. And it's really incredible. And today... um, we were talking about on the um, Zoom call about how you said something about spreading the message and teaching of cultivating a pleasure lifestyle is our activism. And when women prioritize themselves in a group, it is a revolutionary event. Um, it, it, gave, it gave me some sort of permission. So I just wanted to um, put that in about how important this conversation is that we're having right now. Oh my God, I am obsessed with The Empress by Vush. And vibrators a lot of times are too much for me, but the fact that this is a clitoral sucker has legitimately altered my masturbation experience. I love it because Ethan literally lifts up the hood and like sucks, puts it on. It's our new favorite toy to use in the bedroom because it's small too. So I can keep it on there while we're like, you know, doing it. I can't believe you both have said the word clitoral sucker. It It even fits in a little purse. It's super clutch. So Clitorati, you get 65% off if you use our promo code CLITTALK. You're welcome. 65% off. That's fucking huge. 65 fucking percent off. It's a lot of fucking percentages off. Yeah. I don't know how we did that for you guys, but we did. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know either. 
You know that at Clip Talk, we have made a promise to only represent products that we authentically believe in and would personally use ourselves. That's why we're so excited to share Dr. Christy Funk's supplements with you. She's my mom's breast cancer doctor and is guiding my entire family to make better lifestyle choices to go with our genetics. I started using them myself and I love the fact that I know that they were created by a doctor who has personally put in the research so I know it's a quality product that I'm putting in my body. I mean, I'm all about biohacking health and I love to know that I can just have a cocktail and then take one of her Cosmo Companion supplements to offset the negative effects. I'm super excited for her multi-must-have. It's just like an awesome multivitamin. So ClitTalk signed up as an affiliate so that our Clitorati can get 10% off. So if you go to clittalkshow.com backslash discounts and just go there and get a discount. Because we're all going to be using them and so should you. Boom. You're welcome. I love that you brought this up, Katie, because we have been conditioned to put everybody else first. And so if we have everybody else, including massive movements that are happening and a pandemic and huge things that we believe in, causes that need us, right? It can feel next to impossible to have any time for ourselves, let alone our pleasure. And so it really takes a massive reframe to be able to have the permission to put yourself first, take care of yourself, get the help that you need if you can, or in new ways, you know, spend money on yourself in order to then be able to show up in your work as a mom, as an activist or in all the ways, full instead of been, instead of uh, running on exhaust. Oh, running mm-hmm. on exhaust is totally it. We are having another pleasure challenge. It's going to be coming out the week that this podcast comes out. So it'll be too late, unfortunately, for the crowd listening. But it will not be too late for those who are listening to be a part of our weekend experience called the Desire on Fire Experience, which is a weekend transformational journey that's virtual that Ellie, my business partner, and I will be leading for women and those who identify as women to attend and have their worlds rocked all about healing, desire, and pleasure. And the link to that is desireonfirelive.com. And we'll put that in the show notes. And I will give you ladies a code to give all of your community to have a discount awesome. experience. Fantastic. Yeah. Great. So I just want to pivot the conversation because in your pre-interview, you said something really interesting um, that I want to dive a little deeper into while we have you. You said that you didn't like men, even though you thought you did. And you went on a journey of self-healing yeah. um, to really heal your deep distrust of being with a partner or in your um, orientation, a man, you know? So uh, can, you, can mm-hmm. you talk a little bit about that journey and all heal the little part of ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I want to preface by saying that I didn't have any overt massive trauma with men that was obvious to me. And I think this is important because some women do, some women don't. And often we think, oh, well, I don't have any reason to hate men or I had a good, you know, I had a good relationship with my dad or I hear things like that from women. I also hear, of course, the complete opposite of that where they've experienced trauma or abuse. But a lot of women who have not think, "Eh, everything's fine with men <laughs> and it's not. And, um, the, and what I saw is it's, it's often really subtle, the things that have us disconnect and detach from men. And so I, I was 
rejected by a guy that I found love with who lived in Arizona. I actually met him in a landmark program and it was like love at first sight for me. And I was just like, this is it. He's it. And I was just, that was it. And then, um, he wasn't interested in what I was interested. That's making the long story very short. I felt so rejected and I shut off. I didn't have sex for two years. Like it was very, it was traumatizing, even though it was really subtle. It was just like, oh, a guy's not interested in a relationship. Okay. Right. But these little things can really have us distrust or disconnect from men. And so there are lots of things throughout, you know, middle school, high school, college for Everybody has little moments like that, be it with their family members or their boyfriends or their friends. So I had little moments like that that had me distrust men. I was in Greek life at college. I knew only like frat life guys. (laughs) I had this specific view of what guys were like, you know, and what men were like. And God love them. But, you know, it wasn't exactly like the most attentive, loving, present, listening men, you know, and, and they were absolutely doing their best. But you get my point. So, what I did is I started to heal my relationship with men, um, which really started by me healing my relationship to myself. And really it started with really healing my relationship to my feminine, which is what we were talking about. And, you know, to Sugar's point earlier about where she gets triggered or jealous, I had to start looking at all of those places in myself, all the places that I judge and shame my own feminine, and then how that relates to the masculine inside of me and outside of me. So I had to get right with my sexuality, my hunger, my desire, my darkness, my anger, my sadness, my resentment. I had to start being willing to show men this messy side of me that I did not want to show. And I had so many tools. And I know you ladies can relate to this. I had so many tools to never have to reveal my darkness. I could have a conversation to get out of those sharing those things. I could create another story in my head to not have to reveal those things. I could shift the perspective so that I didn't have to reveal my my darkness. I could just bypass all of these different parts of me using the tools that I had learned in my more masculine work. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I started getting connected to my feminine, my messiness, my emotionality that I started revealing it to men. And I started showing them like, I was like, I'm angry. (laughs) I'm sad. I feel hurt. I'm turned on. I have hunger for more than just you, right? I feel so vulnerable receiving your attention right now. I'm insecure about these things on my body, right? And so it was many layers and many steps to this process, but I want to reveal some of the different things that I did were like really embracing myself, my own masculine, my own feminine my own feminine and the parts of me that I shamed, which then had me be able to open to men's love and attention and intentions. I can totally, I can totally relate to your story. I have a very similar story and it's, it's crazy. No, no matter how much transformation work you've done or even this work, right? Like I've been doing this podcast for three years and a new Mm -hmm. trauma can come up and you can like forget all everything you've ever learned. And then it shows up in subtle ways. It's like, you know, I had a a pretty massive breakup like a year and a half ago. And I was like, I'm strong going through this, but now I'm still noticing subtle things. And it's because like, I haven't fully forgiven myself. Yeah. And it's like, I thought I had, and then it shows up in these subtle ways. So it's this constant journey. So Mm -hmm. I love that you're, that you're talking about like confronting the sadness, like, confronting the anger even if it's not even even with it even if it's just with yourself over a past relationship or a past trauma and just because you've done work doesn't mean new traumas are not going to come into your life and you're going to have to do it all over again like we're onions 
Absolutely. Yeah. We got layers. layers forever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I love, I love that you, I love, I've never heard anyone say it quite like that, like really confronting the sadness and, mm. but having, having love around the sadness and like having yeah. that be okay. Yeah, exactly. And I'm super grateful. You know, my biggest teacher, Nicole DeJone talks about how in our culture are the, the light is exalted, right? How often do we see love and light? <laughs> Right, you the the end of the email, love and light, Amy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and you're like, you're oh, full of shit. Know, and like, excuse, what about love and light and dark, huh? Yeah, yeah um, right. Because we're all we all have the darkness, and yeah, yeah, it wasn't until I really it really dug into the summit work that I started getting mad. Like I started getting mad, and I started getting sad. And thank God, because I really. Yeah feel all of it. And I had to start revealing it. And my, my last relationship, which was, which was the most profound relationship I've ever had, just absolutely deeply transformational and beautiful. And I met him in this work and he even was like, I want more. I want more of your anger. I want more of your sadness. I want more wow. of your jealousy. I want to see it. I want to feel you fully. I want you to reveal yourself a hundred percent to me. And it was, yeah, I bet. it was so confronting for me. I bet that everyone listening is like, where the hell did she find that Isn't guy? Right? Well, I found him already. <laughs> I found him in an orgasmic meditation oh. workshop. Oh, there you go. There yeah, you go. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Exactly. You know, it wasn't just like on the street or on Tinder, you know, he was yeah. done a lot of work. <laughs> so if you want a guy to confront you about your emotions, go to an orgasmic meditation retreat. Right, exactly. Go to some sort of workshop that's focused on sexuality and embracing your full self. <laughs> totally. And, um, and one of the things that you also really work with people on is generating the type of relationship that they want really from a place of power. What are some of the the key points that... So like, okay, someone's... We've done the work. We're at a place where like, okay, I'm really ready to like create the exact type of relationship I want. What are some things that people can do? Oh my gosh. Such a good question. Okay. First of all, I would say being real when you're dating. I remember I met my current partner on Tinder here in Bali. And um, I was like, I had lots of stories about Tinder. I was like, not interested. Um, but I got on Tinder for a little while, went on a few dates. And for example, I sent out a video to each of the guys that I was dating once we were talking, uh, not dating, but messaging, right? Each of the guys that I was messaging. And I sent him a video and I just said, Hey, here's me. I like to connect and feel people's energy, you know, before I meet them and just want to say hello and whatever. And that already was a great indicator of who he was. Will he respond? Mm. How will he be in the video? How will he receive me and my self-expression? How will it resonate with him? Right? And it wasn't like a test, so to speak, but it was an indicator of who he is and how compatible we might be if he was able to receive it well and respond. Because it shows his courage. It shows his receptivity, his willingness, right? And he did. So he and a couple other men that I was talking to, you know, one responded with a video and so did my current boyfriend. And it was great. And a lot of men didn't, right? Many men did not respond or would text me back. And I was like, that's fine, but I can already tell. Like this isn't going to... We're not a match. We're not going to be a match. If you don't feel comfortable like messaging me, uh, sending me a video back, it's totally cool. I just can tell that it's that it's not going to work. And so that was one thing that I did. Um, and then the other thing that I wanted to say here is is just that... I really work with my clients on being their full selves up front. So mm. I talk about erotic blueprints, 
sexuality, living a desire-led life, sharing withholds, which we can talk about, all sorts of different things on the first few dates. I am not interested in putting on a show or easing them into getting to know me. I'm like, this is who I am. Like, are you available for this or not? Because I am big, I am loud, I am, you know, I am, uh, I talk about a lot of taboo shit as all three of you do too. And I need my partner to be available to hold those kinds of conversations and yeah. my energy. Well, and it, it, but it sounds like you're really coming to dating with like an abundance mindset. Like I know so many of yeah. my friends that are just frustrated and they're like, there's no good men out there. Mm-hmm. And, and I can totally relate to that. Like it's, it's, it can be really frustrating and you definitely like put off a different energy when you're coming from a place of like, Knowing what you deserve, which could be hard, but those are some really yeah, great structures. Yeah, I heard for, sure. for a video. Yeah. I mean, especially now, yeah, like because meeting up with people. I know, right? right? It's that's genius. Such a great <laughs> idea, but even before to save yourself some time, you know, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I and I love that you said that, Lindsay, because I think that so many people are uncomfortable with well, uncomfortable with dating in general, but the, and then they make it about, well, there's not men, there's not a lot of good men or it's, it's, it's about the men or the pool of men versus right. being about how can I show up fully as myself and trust that I will magnetize what I'm looking for. And the whole thing, yeah. getting clear about who you are and how you want to show up and being fully out in who you are. And then trusting that you will show magnetize that man or woman or person yeah. who's non-conforming in to your field when yeah. you're that way. And conceptually, I totally get that. And I also, I can just hear some of the people listening that are like, yeah, but it's fucking hard. <laughs> and which it is. And it's so, it's so hard to stay in that kind of a conversation. Like I know it to be true on like a spiritual and an intellectual level. How does somebody get realigned and into that powerful place? The not so short answer, it's a short answer, but it's a long action is to get into coaching, (laughs) hire a coach, join a community, be part of something that holds you to healing that shame, healing the trauma, Mm -hmm. getting into alignment with your desires. I have had many, many, many coaches. So that's, that's, that's really what I would say, right? Is like, like get yourself the support that you deserve to actually be enough right? And see your blind spots. And I know you all value that having outside perspective, having support. And then, and then I would say just like, as like a tip of something to work on is, um, lean into something that you want in any moment, you're probably disconnected from your desire. If you're in complaining mode underneath every complaint is a desire. So if you are in your complaints, and which these women are, who are complaining about, or people are, who are complaining about dating, what is your desire? Mm. desire to connect mm. with a man? Do you desire to connect with many men? Do you desire to turn on your your turn up the the turn on in your dating profile? Uh, yeah. What do you desire connection? Do you desire cuddles? And maybe it has nothing to do with dating. So, what is your desire in the moments that you're complaining? And then, how can you follow one desire? Yeah, having a strong community is super important. I love that like like really where we're leaving this conversation is to like what can you do to really get to the core desire of what you want and know that you're worth it. Thank you so much for joining us all the way from Bali, by the way. Just so everyone knows she's in freaking Bali right now. Um, <laughs> we're stuck in LA in the quarantine. Uh, 
I mean, um, LA's a lot better than a lot of places, for sure. Yeah, but, that's yeah, true. That's true. Wins. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So just thank you so much for taking time and for sitting down and just really having this honest conversation and really giving, you know, I know for myself, uh, some things to really take a look at. And I love a couple of the distinctions. I actually yeah. want to go back and listen to this and take notes. Like you, you dropped Great. some gold nuggets in this episode and, I, um, how, so remind our listeners about the upcoming events that you have yeah. and the best way for people to get in touch with you and all that you offer as an intimacy coach. Yeah. So for those of you who want to keep in touch, you can follow me on Instagram. It's at Amy Batuski. And my company's Instagram is at Desire on Fire. And we have a Facebook community. It's just the Desire on Fire community. Very simple. And like I mentioned earlier in the show, we have a really exciting weekend experience coming up called the Desire on Fire Experience. And it's for anyone who identifies as a woman. And it's two and a half days virtual. And it's women all over the world, hundreds of women coming together to dive into conversations of pleasure, desire, healing shame, getting whatever is in the way, out of the way of having fulfilling relationships and sex. It's going to be so good. And for all of you listeners who are listening to this episode, you can come to the Desire on Fire what? experience for $400 off. What? It is a $695. What? <laughs> we all have a deal, right? I'm like, let's uh-huh. celebrate. Let's, let's make it accessible. It's a $695 program. And uh, with the code CLITTALK, wow. you can get in for $2.95. So Amazing. use the code CLITTALK. The website is desireonfirelive.com. And the weekend is November 13th through 15th. So it's a Friday evening, Saturday and Sunday. Um, and we'd love to have you. So anyone who's listening, if this in, this conversation inspires you and you're looking for more, you're curious about these tools and distinctions and come for the weekend and making it as accessible as possible, use the code CLITTALK. Perfect. Thank you so much, Amy. You're welcome. We love- Amazing. Love that. Thank you for all on all of our listeners' behalf. Um, yes. Thank you again. Bye. And Kudrati, with that, we're going to see you next Tuesday. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Clit Talk. Be sure to visit clittalkshow.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at clittalkshow for your clit fix in between episodes.